Thank you for tuning in to an episode of 5678. You're listening to the podcast for non-professional dancers. 5678 is the direct result of a one-year dance challenge that I set myself on to become a better dancer. 5678 is an honest conversation about what it was like for me to start something new at the ripe old age of 29 in a town that's all about perfection during a time in my life where I found it hard to make it through the day. Thank you for listening to my struggle. Let's get started. Welcome to 5678, the podcast for non-professional dancers. I'm your host, Jennifer Chang. And today with me, I have the very special David Lee. David, how are you? I'm doing really good, really good. How about yourself? Good, good. It's a, It's been a weird week because it's been like that Thanksgiving week where like you kind of pause everything. Yep. Or just eat everything. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. So like, and like, so we're recording this on the Monday after Thanksgiving. So it's kind of like, okay, we got to get back into something here or another. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised that you agreed to doing it the Monday after Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, he's brave. Okay, I guess I'll be brave too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, no, I feel like I never, I used to always feel like Thanksgiving was like a, a break where, you know, you can do whatever you want, but then I was like, the, the recovery is so hard to get back on track. Yeah, but I mean, luckily, like today, um, so right before we were recording, my neighbor plays the guitar, and like, he he just practices, like, for five or ten minutes, and like, it doesn't really bother anyone, because it's really short, but today, he started, like, an hour before we started recording, and then he was still playing, like, ten minutes before we started, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, of course, the one day oh, he no, wants oh, to give no. a full concert to the neighborhood is the day I need to record a <laughs> podcast episode. It's that, that royalty, royalty-free music that you got for your podcast. Right. <laughs> I should ask him to really cut me a demo. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely an idea. Um, but also, like, of course, everyone here has heard me give my story, like, at least a dozen times. Um, and everyone that I've had on the podcast, I've actually met in person in a dance class. Surprise, surprise. Um, but so David and I have actually never really met in person. We've only met over Zoom. Um, but the way that I found David was because, so like right when um, quarantine COVID hit, I had just finished my one year dance challenge. So, and that was like, that was like early March. And of course we got shut down like mid March, but I was still really wanting to dance. I was still in this like full zone of like dance all the time. Um, and then I saw like a, a Facebook ad for Steezy Studios, which is like an online dance academy, like classes kind of thing. And, and David's, um, so I did like the beginner hip hop track. And David's uh, videos and classes were, were very much in those beginner tracks. Um, so I took a lot of his classes in the very beginning of quarantine and did a lot of his videos. Um, so I was like, oh, well, he'd be like perfect for like the podcast. So I reached out to him and luckily he was gracious enough to join me on the podcast. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it could have been a, a very like crazy lady stalker kind of thing, but. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I've actually... Uh, I don't really, I don't think I've ever done a podcast, but I've always listened to them, watched them. And like, um, I felt that this one was very unique in the sense, again, how you're, this isn't meant for like professional dancers, but just for your, you know, dancers that want to take class and just want to dance. And I thought that was really cool too, because I feel like that also parallels my type of teaching and, you know, who I teach and the, the, the community that I build and stuff. So. Yeah, speaking of, of who you teach, um, again, everyone's heard my story a dozen times over, but like, tell us a little bit about your teaching background and kind of what you were doing before COVID hit. Yeah, um, so teaching background, I graduated UC, from UC Irvine in 2013, and it was 
like most college students, not sure about what they were going to do after college. So um, I graduated with a degree in, uh, with a Bachelor of Fine Arts and drawing painting was my thing, but I was in love with dance. So I, I just knew that that was where I wanted to go. So as soon as I graduated, I decided to just pursue that directly as like a, um, as a choreographer and a teacher. Very scary, right at the gates, very um, inconsistent, very uh, unpredictable, but I stuck with it. And the first year and a half or two years was really tough because I wasn't quite sure where to go. But opportunities and networking uh, were around in my favor at that time. So I actually started teaching um, regularly at the lab uh, back in 2014, early 2014. And uh, one of my mentors, Ray Bassa, uh, was teaching there. And he, he was like, hey, man, I think you should teach here. I think it'd be great for you. So I started teaching at the lab. And that was my first um, teaching a, a studio that I taught at. Uh, I, I taught at Boogies on Utopia for about four or five years. But this was the first one that I taught at that I wasn't familiar with the, uh, the community, the audience. It was just a very different circuit for me. So um, I was with the lab for about four, uh, five years. And during that period of time, I started to also teach at Kinja's Dojo when they opened back up in 2016. And, and um, that was my consistent teaching schedule, teaching at the lab every Monday and teaching um, their community, uh, teaching their competition kids, and then teaching dojo every Tuesday and Friday. So weekly classes, Were but that also... Were you hip-hop? Yes, I was teaching hip-hop, um, mostly kids at the lab. And then for my uh, dojo classes, it was mostly adults. So it was a great mixture between teaching beginner and advanced students in the lab, but also beginner adults and advanced adults at, at the, the dojo. Okay. And amidst all of those things was also like traveling, teaching abroad, um, you know, doing those things as well. And uh, was doing that for a quite, you know, I was really, really happy right before <laughs> quarantine <laughs> hit. Um, I felt like everything was on a really, really good stroll. We actually just opened up, uh, they actually just had opened up Kinja's Kinj Complex, which was a huge like new facility that was supposed to be the new, the hub of, of, you know, the teaching for me at least too. Um, and that also had to close down because of, you know, all the mandates and whatnot. So, um, and I think the thing is though, with that, within all that time, I was still teaching at Steezy. I've been teaching at Steezy since 2014. So the online platform has been going on since 2014. And I was actually their first choreographer class. I, I taught their first class. And I remember when they were working out of their, like, it was literally working from home for them back in like their back, basement. Yeah, yeah. Like six years ago. Yeah. They would meet up at a homie's house and work out of there. And CZ has been my constant since I graduated college. Um, and for the, for quarantine to happen, it was, was quite synchronistic that the platform that they built and invested so much into just skyrocketed specifically at this time, because everybody was seeking dance classes from home. And um, that was my constant over quarantine as well. Like, being able to teach for Steezy during the quarantine because they did a great job at isolating, you know, uh, making sure that their staff was very social distancing, you know, circulating one choreographer at a time, COVID testing, all that good stuff. So that's where I was before COVID and um, also directing Culture Shock Los Angeles, which is a nonprofit. And we had a bunch of shows coming up as well, but we also had to in stop those and just pretty much shift all of our teachings online as well. So. Yeah, yeah. A lot of um, a lot of things have shifted online, which is great. And like, I know we were talking about this later, but like, I I was telling someone I was like, dancing at home just doesn't hit the same. Like, it's not, it's not, it's definitely not as fun. 
and I never thought of it from a teacher's perspective either. Like I just thought of it from like a student perspective and I was like, oh yeah, teachers have to teach at home too. It's like whenever we were on like Zoom, I see the teacher like at their house, like with their plants and their cat in the background. And I was like, oh yeah, right. like they have the same <laughs> problems that we do. Right, right. And I think it's funny too, because oftentimes, and as I mean, as a student as well, like learning from home is not, doesn't always work for everybody, right? And specifically learning online does not work for everybody. So um, having to adjust and adapt, I think there was a, a lot of um, adjustments in whether people were like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And then they tried it and maybe they liked it and they tried it and maybe they didn't like it. Right. But there's people that just already knew that, that that's not for them and they just stopped dancing completely. And that was probably like 80 percent, 90 percent of my circle. They just stopped dancing because they were like, it's not the same. And I also was in that bubble as well. Like I stopped dancing between like April and August. And I think as a teacher, I've done online classes often, but I think at the same time there, I was also doing live classes. So not, not having those in-person classes to balance the online classes, I just felt very disconnected, very distant. Um, and I think I also found myself at a really weird, like, am I, am I not going to not dance for a while? Or am I like doing the right thing? Or is, am I doing something wrong? Or so it definitely affected everyone's mental game for sure. Um, and even for teachers, I feel like a lot of the teachers either capitalized on it and were able to adapt, where, whereas there, were other, there was a lot of other teachers where we were just like, yeah, this is not for me. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to take some time off and, you know, spend my time with family or spend my time with doing other things, you know, and everybody has their own, you know, route. So kudos to them for taking, doing what they're doing because we're all struggling in our own way, you know. Yeah, I mean, let's just on the topic. Let's we can go ahead and talk about it now, because like I, so I like you, I took a break from dancing, like because I just did not like dancing at home, and the the reason I stopped was because I was becoming more frustrated by it than enjoying mm, it, mm, and mm-hmm. and you never want to not like something that you truly love, right? Like I right. I, I was feeling more upset than happy, and when you go to like when you go to an in person class, like you're you're more happy than upset, right? Or at least you should be. Um, but yeah, while I was dancing at home, I was just so frustrated and I, and I really just didn't even enjoy it. And I was like, I, I can't do this anymore because I don't want to hate something that I love, you know, and, and yeah, I was doing you it. You don't want to resent it. Exactly. And like, and I think in the beginning, we all had the mindset of, oh, this will only be for like a few months. Like by the summer, we'll be back in the streets taking classes. <laughs> and of course, we, it's just, we just passed Thanksgiving and that's not the case. Um, yep. So... <laughs> So for, for those of us, and in, I mean, we probably like, as all of the news have been saying is we probably will we'll have, we have a vaccine coming, but like, it won't be available to the general public until like March, April, uh, maybe the summer of 2021. But so like, I mean, since we're going to be in this probably for a little bit longer, what, like, are, do you have tips or suggestions for people who are trying to dance at home? Yeah. I mean, again, everybody has a very different approach to what they're doing. So in a general sense, I think uh, first off, like try it first before you knock it. Cause I think that is a huge thing as well. Like a lot of people are like, no, it's that's not for me. They just won't do it. Right. But I also think like, it's like taking a dance class in general. It's like, you're not going to like every dance class that you take. So you have to explore. And there might be certain instructors that find uh, that teach extremely well online. You know, they'll have really interactive uh, activities. They'll have really great communication skills online. Cause that's the other thing, right? Like, just because you're a great public speaker doesn't mean that you're a great public speaker online. Cause it's on like, video. Yeah. yeah, on video, it's completely different. Like, and I was talking to one of my um, really close friends, Bo about it. Um, he owns elements dance space. 
And then he was just talking, we were talking about teaching and we were like, you know, online it's different because you can't, you can't feed off of anyone's energy. So you have to be live exactly. the whole time, like super animated, right? Otherwise, if you're on the receiving end, you're going to be like, why is he so quiet? Or why is he so blah, 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 <laughs> right? So if you, you know, and then same thing for the student though, like you can't be expecting to be like live and hype the whole time. So I think um, finding um, the right uh, uh, instructor or a class that 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 serves you well during this time is something that's important before you knock it. Um, but I also think um, it's really important to still uh, interact with friends or your circles that do dance, even if they don't want to do it, just let them be like, okay, I'm not going to force you. But I think there's always going to be somebody that wants to take class, right? And just because classes are online doesn't mean that you can't do them with friends, because I think that's the other like misconception, a lot of people, they want to dance with friends. And you can still do it. It just has to be in a very indirect way, right? Um, right. And even a bit if more you technological. Like, right, right. But I also think like, just because dance is, uh, like dance doesn't always, isn't restricted to just taking class, right? Like you can go to a park, you can go social distance and dance at a park. And I've done that multiple times where we like had sessions at the park. We just like brought like a speaker, um, stood, stood apart like 10 feet away from each other and then every time we would just go into the circle we would just jam out right and what? I think even invite that, a girl next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's like not even like a big we get a lot of stares obviously but it's also like you know who cares but it's staring just, in like amazement though like they're like oh my god they're so good <laughs> yeah and it's like crazy because I feel like why didn't we do this you know when we we're in class time. Right. Like we, we, well, well, being outside wasn't illegal technically. <laughs> right, 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 right. I know it's so much fun too. Cause just because, and you don't, you can teach each other combos. You could, you can take classes online. Right. Like, but I think at the same time, like dance isn't just restricted to those online classes. So, um, and I think a big thing to also remember for people that are trying to take class at home or wanting to dance at home, I think they need to remember that it's okay to not want to take class. Cause I think again, like we were just talking about, like, you don't want to be, forcing yourself to work out just so that you can do this stuff, right? Like same thing with dance. You don't want to be forcing yourself to take class because you think you have to, but you want to actually do it. So again, there are avenues in which you can find great instructors, but I think also being forgiving to yourself for not wanting to do it at that moment because everyone, we're in a very unique situation. So I feel like for us to compare our productivity to pre-COVID is stupid. And to, for us to compare like our previous, our, you know what I mean? Like, it's like not, not even a realistic comparison. And I feel like even for us, I had that took breaks for three to four months, right? Like during those times, at least we were able to invest into our other parts of ourselves versus feeling like dance was everything, right? But I think that also goes to show um, how much more, what's the word, uh, grateful we are for, you know, dance uh, when we don't have it. So, um, yeah, we definitely take it for granted. We all like, we always yeah. thought classes would always be there. And we like, be oh, like, oh yeah. like, I mean, I won't dance today, but I'll dance tomorrow. It's fine. You know? Yeah. Like taking hugs for granted or taking like high fives yeah. for granted. And I'm right? a hugger like, too. <laughs> yeah. Same, 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 same. So it's just like things like that. But you know, um, I feel like there are so many avenues out there, uh, to dance still, but I think in terms of finding instruction, it's quite difficult to find a one that's right for everybody because everyone learns differently. Everyone dances differently. Everyone's seeking different things, you know, so. Yeah, well, like the, the, also like an online thing is like, 
like a sort of like for people who like I I went to like a four year university like in person and like never took any online classes and the, and there are some people like who like I mean granted I'm not in, in college anymore but like the people who had to transition to online classes as opposed to going in person that was a hard shift too because like there's a certain part like self self starterness that you need to take online classes um and and I and I realized this when I was started when I started doing Steezy classes because like the so like if you did like an actual like Steezy class like the the actual video was only like 20 25 minutes right mm -hmm. but if you took that class in person it'd be an hour hour and a half so so a steezy video i mean like because like when you're in a, a class for an hour and a half there is like there's a lot of like milling around there's groups there's like people asking questions so there's there's a lot of like extra time for just like the nuances of dance right, right. And, and 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 repetition and when you're doing a steezy class they give you like the meat and that's it like there's no like there's no size there's no water there's no vegetables it's just the meat of the combo just content and yeah. mm -hmm. exactly and and for me the first time i took a class like it was a beginner class and uh, it might have been yours but like i i finished the the class and i was like i do not have that combo like like i like I've, I've been dancing for a year now like straight through how come i did not have that 20 minute combo but i realized because you like you have to go back and redo sections because that's, that's what you do in class you go over certain sections a dozen times and then you move on do it a dozen times and then move on but like with steezy they just give you the content and you do with it what you what you what you can you know and so so that i think that's the difference is like i just went straight through the 20 minutes and thought that again i had to do like the, the pre-covid me like i was supposed to have it down in 20 minutes because the class was over. right 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 but 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 with online classes, the luxury of an online class is that you get to go back and, and redo certain things that you messed up on. But I wasn't doing that. So that's kind of why I, that's also probably why I was frustrated. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's also nice that you address that too, or you, you're aware of that now. Because I think um, oftentimes when I would teach a class, um, most are for like younger generation, I feel like I'm not sure about this generation as well, but people were always like, wanting to learn new content right um but then when they would learn a combo and they wouldn't get it i feel like i would actually teach the same combo every two weeks or every week uh so for two weeks i teach the same combo right and then you could come back the next day or the next week and figure it out and i feel like that that way at least you know the content and then you come back and you refine refine it right and i think uh yeah and as a online class steezy did an amazing job with their ui and like being able to like slow things down speed things up um have a freaking webcam mirror for yourself and like um you know section it out so you can go back to the, the, the exact section right but i think that also comes with like like the due diligence for yourself to be aware that okay i do need to go back here i do need to do this here i do need to do this here right and it requires a lot of like self you know like activity self yeah, self yeah. Word. <laughs> yeah and it's just like but i feel like for um people that learn slower that works really well for them but then for people that just want information fast, it's like harder for them to remind themselves to like go back and do that, go back and do that. Cause they just wanna, they judge their pickup off of that one time and they judge their like execution off of that one time, right? And I've, I've been there for, for sure. I remember I was taking a couple of advanced classes on Steezy and I was like, yeah, I definitely didn't get that. And he just went over it once. So I kept on rewinding, rewinding, yeah. rewinding, right? And yeah. I was like, okay, at least I have this to rewind. But yeah, I, I think like for what, it's uh, giving you it's great for what we have now but there is still that piece that's lacking which is like the in-person right so yeah 
Yeah, like, like, even though you're taking online classes, and I know, like, there's a teacher technically with the online class, but you also have to be part teacher as well, because you like, well, you you should have some, have some self-awareness to know what you need to work on. Because when you're in a class, you have no control over how the class goes. It's purely right, just the right, teacher. Right, right. But when you're doing an online class, it's kind of like a half and half situation. It's like they're giving you the content. It's up to you how you run your class, right? Like in quotation marks, it's like, how, okay, do I want to stop here and keep going? Or do I want to move on? Like that, like that has to be up to you. And I think that Again, like I didn't realize that in the beginning. I was just like, okay, this is the teacher. She did it in 20 minutes. I'm going to do it in 20 minutes, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of like teaching, so you've taught both like beginner and, and advanced classes. Um, do you have a preference of teaching either or? Um, I, younger me, used to only want to teach advanced students because I was like trying to work on my craft as like a choreographer. And I felt like I, I wasn't able to do that quite well with like beginner intermediate choreography. But as I got older and I, I started teaching, I, I think it was like the fourth or fifth year of my teaching, I was like beginner intermediate realm is where I'm at. And I think that's where I excel in a lot. Um, and I think a lot of it attributes to me as a beginner and, and learning from the teachers that I learned from. Um, because a lot of the time, uh, I mean, I started dancing in 20, oh, sorry. 2004 2005 so this was pre youtube pre like abdc pre all social media stuff right and um i think specifically pre abdc is a huge one for me because i think abdc was the one that blew up the hip-hop community in the sense of like you know this community this dance community right specifically because everyone it made it like, more commercial exactly exactly and it was like um I feel like the the classes were available prior to that, but I think the classes that were available to me were just the ones at the studio down my street, right? And mm. um, I think the ones that I was taking from, I was learning a lot about like groove and I was learning a lot about like dancing big, but it wasn't so intricate. It wasn't about the count. Yeah. It was about the feeling and about the music. And I was like, I'm glad that I learned from that. But I think once, as I got older, everything started to get a lot more intricate. And I was like, well, this is really yeah. difficult. So I think um, as a teacher, I was starting to teach beginner classes, specifically kids. That was the first thing I taught. And teaching, I think I was like an 18-year-old kid teaching like six and seven-year-olds. So that yeah. required a lot of patience, uh, specifically because the kids also see you as a kid. Because they're like, oh, well, you don't have a beard or you're not like six foot tall. Like they just have like these. You're not like, like my dad. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, but I realized teaching the kids, I was like, wow, this takes so much more confidence, patience, um, communication effort. skills, effort. Yeah. And um, I was like teaching high school kids at the time too, but they were like my friends. So this is different. Like talking to the kids and then talking to their parents afterwards was like, whoa, this yes. is very different. Um, but as, <laughs> yeah, as I got older, I was like teaching advanced classes and it was great. Like I love the advanced classes, but I think the, the thing was with uh, my, the way that I was teaching my advanced classes when I went to China for the first time, I thought I was just gonna teach advanced classes, right? I was teaching internationally for the first time. And I'm Chinese myself, but I don't speak Mandarin. And that's what they, their, their uh, mainline language is. So when I went over there, um, uh, they, were all, they all thought I always spoke Chinese, but I was like, no, I speak a dialect. And they were like, oh, okay, well, well, we just gotta figure, figure out how to communicate. <laughs> yeah. And I realized yeah. that the way that I would normally teach, I teach very 
detailed, broken down. Like I try to, you know, explain everything with specific imagery, visuals, verbiage, but then I realized I can't do that with them because they don't understand what I'm talking about. So I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to teach my intricacies, but with a like kindergarten to a first grade level, like English level, right? Speaker. And I was like, okay, I can't teach the same pace. I got to teach slower. I got to teach more verbal, like sound based. And I got to teach a lot more. Like sound cues. Yeah. And a lot more kinesthetic based where it's like, I'll show you the movement and then you match it and then I will move on. But I won't move on until everyone knows what they're doing with their body. So I had to like speak very slow. But after I took all those skills that I picked up from China, I was like, wait, why don't I just do that here? And I figured out that it worked extremely well with my adult beginners because they also don't know the vocabulary that comes with like dance. They don't know the intricacies that come with dance. So, and then when I started to teach my beginner classes uh, at Dojo specifically, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, I just loved the, I loved seeing the students. Um, one, I, I, there was like the moment that they walked in, I could tell everyone was just like super nervous and quiet. Like as per usual, right? It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. My friend pulled me to this class and I'm just here. <laughs> and I, I remember I asked, I always ask everybody like, hey, whose first class is it? And in that first class, it was like more than half the class. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Okay. So I remember I was like, okay, how do I, how do I gauge this then? Because there are some people that have taken dance classes, some people that haven't. And I knew starting off, it's almost like, you know, when you watch a TV show or like a, a series, they have to start off with all the like introducing the characters, introducing the plot line, like the environment, all this stuff, right? And I realized that I needed to do that with them too. I can't just be like, all right, y'all five, six, seven, eight, like, and they're like, yeah. what? And so I had, to re- I had to start from the beginning. I was like, okay, this class, this, this first class is going to be a little bit slower. I'm going to talk about what counting is. I'm going to talk about what these bases, snares, and hi-hats are. I'm going to talk about what, you know, what a body roll is, what these things are. And I really try to explain it in the way that I would explain it to like my international students. And that was like super crazy too, because once they started taking classes, it was consistent. They were extremely consistent. And every time that I would ask now, I was like, hey, who's, who's, who's been here before? It was only like, it was like 40, 45 out of like 50 people. And then eventually it was oh, like, wow. I, I started having classes where it was like one person. And that one person was like, I'm the only new one. Oh, like, no. what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, that person's going to do a solo at the end. Um, but yeah, right? it was just like, yeah, but it was just really cool. And I just found that my teaching beginners specifically and beginner intermediates was extremely rewarding. Um, I, I, and I think because I, I knew that it took a lot more patience, it took a lot more effort, it took a lot more communication and it took a lot more um, connecting with that student like because I feel like if you go take a class you learn from the teacher you know you you say thank you dope right but I really made an effort or tried to make an effort at least to um, speak to my students after class like ask them like what do you do like where do you come from like what yeah how did you end up here yeah 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 and then nine times out of ten it was because the person next to them was like oh they brought me or this person brought me or like this person brought me and I was like oh sick like just telephoning you know your homies and then they mm-hmm. all came through like old um, school advertising a, word of mouth right right it was extremely rewarding so um that all of that was very uh it was it was something for me where i was like i know that this is what i'm great at so let me stick with it and figure out how to um excel my teaching level because i knew that after they were stuck with me for like a year or so they were i had to teach them differently you know so i had to challenge them differently and like uh, yeah i just felt like the, the two things I found to be the most beneficial in my teaching career was teaching kids and teaching beginner adults. 
because extremely different languages, extremely different um, patients, you know, like uh, types of patients, types of communication. But I found that like the things that work with the kids didn't always work with adults and vice versa. But I knew that if I was able to teach those people how to dance specifically, I could teach anyone how to dance. Cause I was like, there's no, right. like, if I could teach you, like you had, you had no coordination, literally no coordination. You don't know how to count music, then nothing. Right. And now they're like taking my advanced classes. And I was like, that's mind blowing to me. Like within two years, you're taking an advanced class. Like that's crazy. Yo. So yeah. Yeah. Like being a beginner adult myself, like I started dancing super late in life and like, when you're when you're a beginner dancer like everything makes you nervous like especially yeah. like because i mean like i like everything just scares you like even like even if i go into class and you know, like because sometimes teachers, teachers will post what they're going to teach that day like on instagram or whatever right so right, like right, right. And, and i try to and i try not to watch that video like religiously because then i'm going to psych myself out. i'm like oh this is way too hard i'm not going mm. um so i would look at it like once and like and if it, if it was a song that i liked or a vibe that i liked I like we either sign up or I would stay signed up and then I just put my phone down and walk away. Um, but but there's also this thing that like when you're a beginner adult, like I had no background previously in dance whatsoever. Like I I mean, I told you before, I was like, I don't count when I dance. Like it's strictly just noises mm. for me. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. count mm-hmm. when I dance. And and I was talking to someone else and she was like, Oh, I have to count. She's like, I need the counts in order to like get the get the combo. And she's also a friend that has to be front row in class. Like, mm-hmm. if she's not front row, she gets really, like, anxious. And she feels like she's just, like, not getting anything. And I prefer not to see myself in the mirror. <laughs> so, like, I've, I've settled, like, in the middle, maybe back row. Like, I prefer not to know what I look like. Thank you. Um, but that, But that's also, like, when you teach a beginner class, the the level of beginner, especially in L.A., is so vast and so wide. Like I've taken a beginner hip hop class next to someone who performed in the Super Bowl. Like, I'm right. sorry. I don't think you and I are on the same level here. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, because I, I, a lot of people have said that like, there's always this like, there's a gap, right? It's like, as you the teacher, you have a certain skill set. It's like, do you bring your students in that beginner class up to you? Or do you go down and meet them where they are? And And I think that like, I don't think that ever is a set answer, right? That has to change like, and adjusted throughout the actual class, right? Right, right, right. There's always so many variables with that. Um, like, again, if I were to teach a 50-person class and I ask, hey, whose first time is it? And like half of them say it's their first time, but the other half is like, oh, I've been here for a year, right? It's like, how do I not, how do I entertain them both? And how do I give them the right information uh, where they're both learning, but they're also challenged, but they're also not intimidated and they want to come back, right? So I think that was like an old, that was always like a push and pull for me, because I I had one of the, like the highest return rates for students in my class, but at the same time I was I at the, when I started I was like I can't just teach them combos like that's not my thing like I can teach them combos that's what my Friday class is for that's what my advanced class is for that's for the students for for me to just give them my movement in in its in its fullest entirety not that the beginner class wasn't but i was like if this is a beginner in inter- a beginner beginner intermediate class and the reason why there's like a, a a dash with that right like a like a, a slash with that is because there was always different types of levels but there wasn't a, a solid intermediate class that i was teaching specifically so i was like okay if i'm going to introduce them to concepts about dancing but also challenge them i need to create a lesson plan because 
I can't just go in teaching one, one day, I'm going to give them like a one and like a, a combo with a bunch of and counts. And then the next week, just make it whole counts. And then the next week, make it and counts again, you know, there's no consistency. So I realized I was like, okay, if this, if I really want to make this a thing, I need to make sure that my students have a lesson plan. So every, uh, every class that I, ta I taught every Tuesday evening, I would be like, okay, today I want to focus on their legs. So I want to work on their footwork specifically. So I'm going to focus on the footwork and then I'm going to take less attention away from their upper body. And then the following week, uh, I'm going to also give them more footwork, but continue on the patterns that they did from the previous week, but now change it to a different song, make them have upper body movements now. And as I kept on tackling things on, like every month would be a different focus. And what I would do, it was that I, I never really liked the, them recording classes because I didn't want them to post them. I didn't want to take the, the 10 minutes that they were recording themselves away from the learning experience of those 10 minutes that they could be the last watching hour, other people. Yeah. Right. Like watching other people. And like, given the class was an hour 20, I would always go over, but I was like, I don't want you to take 10 to 15 minutes out of your time worrying about what you look like on a video. I want you to be here and I want you to be attentive because the next time that you uh, take class, you're going to be way more confident. You would have wished you had those 15 minutes last, like those last 15 minutes to come back. Right. So, um, every class when I would record a class, the only reason why I would record class is so that I would record myself and the whole class doing it. I would never do a, a solo. I like didn't do one until like, I felt like it was necessary. And that was like probably like six months to a year. And again, that wasn't, it wasn't for me to showcase. It was not about that. It was for them to showcase. Right. So I recorded a, like a, like a, a whole thing of all of us doing it. And I would post it on my Instagram story, but I would also label like, this is what we worked on today. Remember to breathe. Remember this. This is what the blah, blah, blah. This was a focus. So that when they would go into the class next week, I would write those things down again. And then they would always, I would be like, write those things down because you're going to remember this. And that lesson plan was really consistent for the first like three to six months, right? And then at a point when I saw them, like, I, I could just tell that it was almost like, like too easy for them. And I was like, Starting oh, to click, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, it's like that. Okay. So, I, <laughs> and so that's when I like dialed it up. Right. And then, but I told them, I, I prefaced it. I prefaced it every class. I was like, Hey guys, this is what I'm working on today. This is what I'm teaching to you. This is or not what I'm teaching you, but this is what like I'm teaching you, but not, but not giving them the song yet. Right. Because I also didn't like giving them the song because I didn't want them to rely on them taking class based off of the music that they heard. Cause I was like, that's not, that's not relevant to what you're learning. You're going to learn how to dance. You're not going to learn dance moves necessarily, but you're going to learn how to dance. And then um, I always gave them like a, a test. Like I'm like, okay, this is, this is the test right here. If you remembered all of the things that we did in the past six months, if you can execute this stuff, that means you're on the right page. If, you, if it doesn't, if you can't execute it, it doesn't mean that you're not great. It means that you need to focus on this a little bit more. You need to focus on this a little bit more. And I think for me to teach them, I like, I always thought about it this way where as dancers, like I've felt this way millions of times, but if I take a class and I know that my body is not capable of what the teacher is giving me, how do I modify it or how do I adapt that? Right. And, but for this class specifically, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, all right, you guys have to match my level. It was more of a, like, how can I come down to you? Cause I think I want to make sure that again, 50 students have such different learning styles, such different um, experience. Right. So I gave them a bunch of modifications. I gave them a bunch of like options as like, if this is too difficult, don't do the arms, just do the legs. If this is too difficult, don't add the and counts, just do the whole counts. And like, I think that really showed that um, 
by giving them attention that they needed, they were able to excel while other people were able to, you know, level up even more. So, yeah. And you're not going to find that with every teacher, but I just found that because I struggled a lot as a beginner dancer, I was like, I need to figure out a way that makes sense for them. Like I need to figure this out because I don't want them to just take one class and be like, David, that was really hard. Thank you so much. I'll see you. Never, you know, never like I was back. like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, well, let me, let me ask you why, what was, what was difficult about it? And again, I would always ask my students, how was that hard? Was that easy? And they're like, yeah, they would give me feedback and I would take that and then carry on to the next class and be like, okay, I heard that this was too hard. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to work on that today. And then it just like, you know, tackle those things, you know, as we went. Yeah. And like, so uh, I, so I had a difficult time, like as a as a beginner dancer, because I think in our prep call, I was telling you, I was like, I really wanted a program that kind of gave me like what your classes were giving your students. And like, and I am I'm so mad that I didn't find your in person classes before COVID hit. Because <laughs> I feel like the I think the lesson plan is a really good idea. Because when you're when you when you're like me and there because I mean as an adult there are no like dance schools that are gonna train a full adult you know what I mean like with a nine to five job that can only take classes at night, um, and so I was left with the like I, I basically had to build my own program right but I was someone who had no dance background mm. so there was a lot of trial and error in that process because like, well one I didn't know what I was doing but I was also but I was still very determined to try, you know right 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 and, right. And, and, and you're right. Like there are a lot of teachers who just give you the combo and they, and they want you to regurgitate it and they put you on camera and that's it. Um, and it was just fine. I mean, I've taken several of those classes and I've learned because again, like you start to have some self-awareness. So you begin to like, to like take what you need and put other things away. So like, that's kind of like, and that's also just being a dancer in general, like being a professional dancer is also being self-aware of what you need to work on and what you need to train on. Um, but as like a, like, as, like I say, like as a baby dancer, like someone who's just starting out, cherry picking the good things is hard to do because you don't know what's good and what's bad because you have no frame of reference. Right. Right. And right. 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 So like, so the, I think, the, uh, so in the, like the first five months I was really up and like my emotions about it were very up and down. Like one day I would be like, so hype. I was like, I got that combo I'm doing better. And then like the next day I take a class and I was, and I, like I went down in flames and I feel, and so it was so, it was so like up and down because like without a lesson plan, you're just, it's, it's like, like getting like a, having a box and having a split in the box and just like diving your hand in and pulling out something and you're like, okay, this is what I'm learning today. You know what I mean? And like some days I'll pick something good and some days I'll pick something bad, you know? So it's, it's kind of that process. It's like, you're taking a class blindly because they're not saying, Hey, today you're going to work on feet. Hey, today you're going to work on arms. Because like in the beginning, my footwork was the worst. Like I was always moving <laughs> in quicksand. Cause I, I felt like I was just too slow. Like my feet weren't moving fast enough. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so, so I, so I took, I tried again, after some self-awareness, I tried to take classes that like so from teachers who, who footwork was their thing. Like they, they never said, Hey, today we're working on footwork. I just found people who, whose combos naturally did that on their own, you know? And then I found people who like, who, and again, like after I got the feet right, like the arms were next. So like, I found people who always incorporated the arms, but again, like I had to do that all on my own. It, and, and again, the, and yeah. it took longer because I had to do it myself. 
and again, as someone with no background, there was so much trial and error. And with that trial and error, you're going to feel those up and downs. You're going to feel on cloud nine one day. But literally, I swear, like, then, like, two, like Tuesdays, when, when I was dancing, like, in my dance challenge, I was taking class at least six days a week, almost. And Tuesdays were the hardest classes that I took every week. And on, I swear, like clockwork, every Tuesday night, I felt like crap. And I was like, well, I'm never <laughs> going to be a dancer. <laughs> every Tuesday night, I swear. <laughs> but I was back there the next week, every Tuesday, determined to, like, not today. And then, you know, yeah. that happened. Um, but yeah, but like, that's the thing that I appreciate so much is like, cause I wanted a program. Like I wanted to be, I was like, yo, give me everything you got. I'm willing to learn, just teach it to me. And, and I, and I couldn't find that. So I had to create it on my own. And I think that's kind of, I think the reasoning for both of us, like I created this podcast so that the people like me didn't have to do so much trial and error. Like I did, like I wanted them to like, I'm telling you because this is what what I experienced. And I think for you, like, you're like, well, I had trouble too. So I'm giving you a lesson plan. So you don't have to do the same thing that I did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like we're, we're all just trying really hard to like educate people on our, on our experiences. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's, um, it's, it's just, it's just like this hard, like, okay. Like how, like, I think it's like, I've always, I always say it's, it's like learning a new language. When you learn a new language, there are books and there are like YouTube videos. There are like teachers and universities who can like you, you go to who can teach these teach you these things. And like and when you sign up for a class at a university, you automatically think they're qualified. Like you're like, why would they not be qualified to teach at a university? Like I I have no qualms about this. But when you take a dance class, and it, and granted, it could be a beginner class. Like it's it's could be labeled a beginner class, but when you get in there, you feel overwhelmed. And like, it, it may be because that, that teacher just teaches very heavily on the intermediate side versus the beginner side. And, and what we're, like I said, like what worries me is that people will take one class and it doesn't, it doesn't feel the way that they, that they thought it would. So they, so they don't come back. And, and that's, and then that's kind of what we said about like, there's a trial and error process to dance. There's no cookie cutter way to do this. I mean, otherwise we'd all be doing it, right? Like if there was, right. you and I would be on it. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's, it's so hard to find like references. Cause again, there is no hub. There is no, but there's a hub for like classical training. Right. You know, and then those are the, those are the, 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 the dance um, art forms that require, that are required for you to get a degree and graduate whereas like for hip-hop and for like the other street styles and like there isn't other like art forms there isn't like a like a, a wikipedia where you can go like oh i'm gonna learn these things right there might be but at the same time all the language is telephone all the vocabulary is telephone so whoever you learn from like what you learn in the west coast is going to be completely different from the east coast and oh, yeah. vice versa so even with teachers in la like the way that i would reference something would be completely different from somebody that's in like WeHo or like, you know, at teaching at like another studio. So um, I think it's always, there are, there are platforms though that do a great job of like trying to centralize all of that information into one. And I know Steezy does an amazing job at it as well. So like, it's, yeah, I think that's the hard part as a starting off, like, where do you go? Like, what do you do? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's great. And that's, that you have that's the number one question I always got. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you Sorry, do? What right. Saying? Oh, no, I was saying like, it's great that you have this podcast to help kind of like centralize information for people to find uh, like the direction, you know, because I think 
for me, I was, when I started, I was taking any class and every class that I could. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was mm-hmm. just doing it, you know? So. Yeah. Like you, you gave it a shot. And it, and that's, like I said, that's the, the question that I always got, like in my DMs from people. Cause I was, I was documenting my challenge on Instagram and people would always be like, Hey, like, where did you find these classes? Who do you go to? Like what studios mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. go to? And, and because it's just like you, because we live in LA, there are, there seems like a vast amount of like opportunities to take a class. But again, every class is different and every teacher is different. So you have to figure out what, what experience you're actually looking for. And some people may not yeah. know. Some people are just like, I just want to take a class. Like, I don't, I don't really care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's the interesting part too, because I feel like there's a lot of studios based out of LA that, um, focus specifically for professionals, right? Like that's their thing. Like we, you take class here to become a professional, but then there are that like, but when I was teaching at Dojo, it's not that they weren't going to be professional dancers. It's just that I knew that's not what their focus was. That's not their intention, right? Their intention was to go take class on a Tuesday night so that they could decompress and have fun with friends and meet people. And that was their thing. And I think it's, it's hard to find places that um, create that environment because I think like as competitive as the places in LA are and as great as the content that they provide, you don't always get what you want because you're, you feel intimidated or you feel like I can't connect with people. And it's like, what do those people do? Right. So I think a lot of it is literally just window shopping. Like you have to do a lot of window shopping to help kind of narrow down your, your uh, studios, your your instructors. Yeah. Yeah. Your choices. And I know for me too, like if I go take classes, even today at like 29 years old, like I'm like, I got, I'm only, I already know who I'm going to take class from or because I don't, I know that there's certain teachers that I don't want to take class from because I know that I want to learn a certain way or I want to get something from them. Right. So I think like having that intention or finding that intention early on is really important. Like finding like what your intention for dancing is right now. Is it just to improve? If it's just to improve, then I think you should just try to take classes as much as you can and figure out what that is, right? And then from that point, you can also narrow down now which one actually serves you the best versus I feel like oftentimes too, when people, especially in the the current generation of like social media, like every just everybody just wants to be what they see on their phone, right? And they're always comparing like, oh, this TikTok person's doing this. This person's doing that. This like, I don't even have a TikTok. And I'm like, I already know, like, (laughs) no, I'm okay. It's like, but Instagram, it pops up. It's pretty much that now with like their reels, right? So when I see people dance, it's like, damn, I I just hope that my students don't fall into the bubble of like, I want to do that. That's like, because I I, I don't think that that is what, like they want to just get there versus enjoying the process versus but the I made process. Sure, yes. I made sure I taught my students that though. And I was like, enjoy the process because if you just end up to the, getting to the product then what's next, you know, like there, you get to have so much to enjoy in here, like in the middle. And then once you like dive out, like it's going to be so much more um, enjoyable versus just thinking like, I want to take this, this, I just want to learn this, this, this uh, pod, uh, TikTok dance. Right. And I remember I had a, I had a student one time where, um, they just literally wanted to do that. And I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. But then I tried to teach him what it was to get there. But it it didn't interest him because he's like, no, but that's not the thing. And I'm like, no, but you have to understand that there's like. <laughs> like I have to learn this before you get to layer, this. Yeah, yeah. There's like layers yeah. to it. It's like you can't just expect to make the bomb mistake by just buying <laughs> a steak 
at the store, right? It's sticking in the oven, yeah. Yeah, you gotta like marinate. You gotta buy the sauce. Season, marinate. You gotta learn the instructions. You gotta let it settle for a little bit, right? Presentation and like all of that. And I think is I just want to make sure that like I teach my students to understand that there is so much with that. There's so many layers. There's so many variables that can play into it, right? And specifically, right now, it's very uncommon what everyone is trying to adapt to. So, but I do think that what everyone's learning right now is going to be very beneficial once they step out of it, because, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah, it's the uh, it's the uh, the instant gratification. Like, we become a society that's really prone to instant gratification. Yeah, like the just think generation. of like. Right. Like, or even like the Amazon generation, like I, people go to Amazon cause they can get it in two days versus a week in right. the, at the post office. Right. And now you people, want, I mean? like, Amazon people, people want what they want. Right. <laughs> That's a good one. Like people, people want what they want when they want it. They're not exactly. willing to wait for nothing. Exactly. And, and dance, just, like dance just isn't like, well, like the, the true art of dance just isn't that way. Like, yes, yeah, you can learn our TikTok dance in 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Fine. Do that. But like, but anything worth having I always say takes time like like I mean if you want to be a TikTok star go for it but if you want to be a dancer that's going to take more than 15 seconds I'm sorry (laughs) right right and even I've been dancing for 15 years so it's like when I see like I saw a really funny question on another podcast it was like hey man do you think that uh do you think that like TikTok is ruining like your dancing technically because you spend like (laughs) hundreds of dollars and like hours on your choreography that's so intricate and you're a professional and there's over here like these 13 year olds making a couple million dollars off a video and then he's like you know man a little bit (laughs) like it's just like you know but it's like but it's also like you have to understand like that's not your your purpose like that's not what you're you're going for right so I think again but easy come easy go Exactly. But like, exactly. like just as easily as TikTok came, it could just as easily go away. Like if the right. company shut down overnight, what would they do? Right. They go on to the next. They'll just go on to the next thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it's yeah. Wild. So like again, it's anything, wild. anything worth having takes time, and it's it's not. Yeah, we we've just become uh, like with Netflix. You get a whole season worth of TV like right. in one sitting versus when I right. was like back in my day, I had to wait by the TV every week for a new episode. Yep. yep. If you have if you had a commercial, you missed the whole damn thing. It's like, oh God, like Right. Yeah. Like you had to go to the bathroom in the two minutes of a commercial and then <laughs> run right back as your sibling right. is like, it's back on. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's enough about me complaining about how old I am. Um <laughs> We, we're almost coming up on our, we're coming short on our time here together. Um, but like I ask everyone, I always ask them to say like, you know, if there's anyone listening to this podcast and they didn't get their chance to dance before COVID hit, but they're on the couch and they're listening to this podcast and they're like, I want to do it. Once this is over, once we can hit the streets again, I want to dance. Like what, what, like what would you, if they were sitting in front of you, what would you tell them to get them off the couch? Um, first off, I would say kudos to you for getting off the couch um (laughs) i feel like uh for a lot of people that want to dance back uh, i know i already know that there's going to be like a uh a resurgence of some sort like a resurgence of like like people are itching people are so itching to like like get back in it right and i think um i already feel yeah (laughs) i already feel like the 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 month that everything opens again or maybe like the second month, maybe not the first month. But like once everyone feels comfortable again, <laughs> there's going to be a huge like influx of like students wanting to come in. And I already know that at that point, um, just remember that 
if you're going to go take a dance class, you want to take a dance class, remember what you're doing it for. Like if you want to have fun, I think just remember that's what the main thing is. And also I think like going into it, not thinking that you're going to be a great dancer at all off the bat, but remember that you just came off of like a nine to who knows, like a year off of like dancing. Right. So just remembering, like, there's a lot of things that we need to like work on again. And it's okay to just go into a class knowing that you are not going to kill it, but going into class, knowing that this is going to be something that is a lot more healing versus competitive. Right. So I think like, and that's what the thing I'm seeking as well. Like once dance class is opened up again, I just really hope that it's going to be more healing for people versus like toxic, competitive, like, you know, anxiety driven, you know, I, I, I just want to do really well. I just wanted to, you know, I messed up or like, you know, I don't want them to beat themselves up over it, but you know, like, I feel like a lot of, um, people that want to start their dance journey, like, remember that this is a journey in a sense, <laughs> like, you know, like, so there is a process for it. Um, and I, and I, I do think that like window shop as much as you can for your instructors, because that's a really important thing as well. Don't get tied up on one studio as well, because that's also going to be, um, it's not, you know, like you have to be able to take from other people as much as you can. Right. So I think just do your best and like ask questions. Cause I feel like a lot of people that are afraid to ask questions, you know, like they don't want to, they don't know where to go. They don't know where to start. And, um, I think this is a perfect place, right? Like asking questions here and like asking questions to, uh, to like Steezy, asking questions to studios, you know, like, Hey, when is it open? When is this blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think those are really, really important things to remember, but yeah, I feel like the biggest things intention, like why you're taking that class or why you want to start, um, and like, don't feel so be forgiving of yourself if you don't do well, because <laughs> that's also another yeah. really big one. <laughs> um, and then also like, I think the biggest thing for me at least was finding people that also enjoyed it um, or once were interested in it, because I think that made it so much more enjoyable, you know, ex- like way much more enjoyable. And um, even uh, like, I, I also have like a, a program that I launched uh, in October and November Right. And I'm also relaunching, yeah. yeah, again in January. It's called the David Lee Program. Um, and I launched the program specifically for online learning at this time because I knew it was so difficult. Because uh, like we're saying, like people that wanted to start their journey, right? It's like at this, uh, when they wanted to start their journey, it's almost like if you just graduated high school and your first year of college was at home. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah. didn't want that, you know? So same thing for people right. that are starting to dance. Like, I had so many students that just started to dance before COVID hit and they were like, well, mm. I don't want to learn online because it's so different now. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I created this um, three week program. It's six classes or six sessions and um, two hours each. And in this, I just really wanted to also help those beginner intermediate students find a, a way that they could learn effectively, but take skills, take skills with them or, or knowledge with them that they can carry on like post quarantine. Cause I think right, like it was like in par- parts of their journey. Right. Cause I was like, the things that I'm going to be teaching in this class, I know I'm not there with you right now, but I know I'm going to do a damn good job of teaching you what it is because I know that it's going to be effective for you. Right. So, um, I found that like I had a student who was only dancing for four months. He literally started because of quarantine and, oh. um, yeah. And she, she was, uh, like, Hey, I literally just started. So don't judge me too hard, but I just need, I just wanted to take, I wanted your advice because I actually took your Steezy program, your intro to dance program. And I just really loved the way that you taught. So I felt like getting instruction from you personally was going to be very beneficial. So 
um, teaching her even was like uh, interesting because it was like, all right, well, you've only been dancing online classes. You've never taken an in-person class. You've only taught this way. So this is the only way that you know of learning. Whereas I had other students that were dancing for like a decade and they were like, this is my first time doing an online program. So I don't know what this is going to be like. Right. But I found that the, but I found what they got out of it. If they just started their journey or if they're 10 years into it, like the, the skills that I was able to teach them were very, very beneficial, whether it be like body awareness to breathing, to what the way that they learn to like, you know, things like, again, you can take and carry with you outside into like, not only dance, but into your life. Right. So, right, um, yeah. yeah. And I think the reason why the, the thing that I felt like was so beneficial from that program specifically for me was because I would, I asked them all, I was like, how did you find this? And they were like, steezy, or I asked a friend or I knew somebody or I, you know, and it was just like them asking questions or them asking, just led them there. So I think like, you know, if you are starting your journey, like don't be afraid to ask questions because otherwise like you're going to be like, it's like, it's like the blind leading the blind, right? Like you don't know where you're going to yeah. go. Yeah. So it's like you want to make sure that you have a good direction of at least to start off and then you can start figuring out your 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 steps from there. Yeah, exactly. Like a, like I I've said it I don't always say it, but like you don't get what you don't ask for, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you can't expect results if you don't like put it out there, right? Like you, you Exactly. It's, it's just like it's so hard for people to expect progress or uh like productivity if they're just kind of like quiet. And they don't want to, yeah, you know, make an advance, yeah. And also, if people don't know what you need, they can't help you. Like, like I mean, mm-hmm. like if you like say, like if you're looking for like you know, like a desk for your office because it's quarantine, and like you put it out on right. Facebook, and you say, hey, want to have a desk? And someone may not respond immediately, but like a month later, they're like, hey, I remember you wanted a desk. I have an extra one. Do you want it? Like it's that kind of thing. Right, exactly. And then same thing with the program. I made sure I was like, hey, what do you want to work on? And I gave them like a list of 20 things to check off. And then I was like, now that you know what you want to work on, I know how to help you now. Right. But then at the same time, by even you just writing things down and telling yourself, I need to work on my footwork, I need to do this. You just stamped it. And you're like, okay, at least I have a direction. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Verbalize the things that you want so people know how to help you. Absolutely. 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 You never know who's watching. You never know who's listening. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. So, so much truth. Um, I, I could go on and on, but we're going to have to stop here because we are at the end of our episode and David probably has other things to do other than talk to me. <laughs> um, so, so thank you very much, David, for no, joining us. So I really much. appreciate it. It was yeah. such a great episode. Um, hopefully we'll have you back soon for another. Hopefully we'll have you back and like we can meet in person for once. Yeah, maybe. no, that'd be amazing. That would be super amazing to actually like work with each other in person. So I know. I just I just really want to dance again, like with other people in the same room. Right. That's all I want. <laughs> right. Right. Go to the park, dude. Go to the park. <laughs> I mean, That's after so the curious. after the stay at home order. After the stay at home order. Right, exactly. Yeah. Be yeah, safe, yeah, yeah. guys. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Five Six Seven Eight. Until next week. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to this episode of Five Six Seven Eight. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Five Six Seven Eight Podcast. There, you can also sign up for the Dancers Club newsletter at the link in our bio. See you next week for another new episode. Mm-hmm.